Hey guys, I'm Ashley Persley, and you're listening to iTalks. It's the podcast with illuminating conversations that empower the learners we serve. This episode features Mrs. Danette McClinton, who was an ELA 7 teacher at Glenview Middle School last school year when this episode was recorded in April. Although she has since moved on to Greenville County Schools, her unit plan for podcasting in the classroom is helpful and practical to our listeners. Welcome to the show, Mrs. McClinton. Thank you. I'm glad to be here and have this conversation with you all. So let's start by telling us about your experience in general with podcasting. So before working on this podcast unit, I had only just begun listening to podcasts regularly. I listened mostly on my commute to and from work. I never had like a burning desire to use podcasting in the classroom. Mainly it was out of fear because I was afraid the students wouldn't know what a podcast was Mm -hmm. and that they would have a difficult time creating enough content to pull a full podcast episode together. Mm -hmm. So when the opportunity presented itself to do this unit, I thought to myself that co-teaching with Ms. Persley would be nice and give me a little bit of a breather um, and to be like a little bit of a, a scaffold for me because she would be in there to help me get all of this stuff off of the ground. And the content that we were already, or the things that we were already doing in class were getting a little bit stale for my students. So I figured that doing a podcasting unit would be a great way to elevate my instruction and give the kids another product to produce for the end of our our unit. Great. So you started, you had this big idea with podcasting and you knew, you knew how it would impact your classroom. But how did you get started? I always like to have my students produce a product at the end of each unit. And so Mm -hmm. creating podcasts was a great tool for me to do that. Um, And so I was also thinking about the communication standards because a lot of times they get forgotten. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a lot of students who have a lot of anxiety about presenting in front of people. And so we needed a way for them to be able to present information and content, but to do it in a way that's a lot a, a little bit more low stakes and being able to produce something that they can record themselves in a private room and be able to really say what they need to say and they can mess up as much as they need to and edit it out later was a game changer for my students. Awesome. So what we talked about a little bit about the communication standards, but you were able to hit other standards as well throughout this unit, right? Yes. Yes. So in this um, unit, The standards that we also use in conjunction with the communication standards were the writing standards. We did a lot of formal writing on Wednesdays to lead them up to what they were actually going to talk about in their podcast episode. Um, And so we made sure the students knew how to establish an audience for their writing. Mm -hmm. Um, They had to create their podcast scripts. So that also incorporated writing as well. So we really hit the communication standards as well as the writing standards. And then, of course, we hit our literary devices as Mm -hmm. well. And that was what you did through the podcast journals? Correct. So we um, had podcast journals where they culminated basically their writing. It was academic writing. They were making text connections, talking about figurative language, talking about the setting and how it impacts the story, almost like your text-dependent analysis type Mm -hmm. questions where they're really looking at those two components and seeing how they interact in a story. When we put those journals together, they really had a set of 
writing that allowed them to be able to better communicate the content that they were supposed to communicate because they'd already had time to sit and think about it, write about it, and now it's there. And so they could really just pull from that Mm -hmm. to put content in their scripts for their podcasts. So yeah, I hear you hit a lot of the reading literary standards and the writing standards and the communication standards. At Glenview Middle School, we've been doing a little bit of work with Sarah Bowie, who is our personalized learning region coach. And um, we've been exploring the competencies of the profile of the South Carolina graduate. And those competencies are the skills that are already built into your standards. They are the skills that help put the profile of the South Carolina graduate into action. So when you look at a standard and you unpack that standard, you see, okay, there are elements of content knowledge, but there are also elements of transferable skills. So what was one of the competencies that we really focused on during this unit? So we focused on the students being able to express their ideas and a podcast is the perfect way for them to be able to express their thoughts and opinions about what they're reading. So we used, I can communicate through diverse formats for a range of purposes and audiences and they were able to prepare for their audience, choose and develop the message that they wanted to convey. They were able to finalize practice and prepare their podcast episode for their audience and then engage, respond, and reflect with their group members and on their own if they decided to do a solo podcast. Now, earlier when you were talking about podcasting, you mentioned you were reluctant to approach it because you weren't sure if your students had ever heard of podcasting before. So what scaffolds were built into the unit to support students with creating something that they've never done before? So we started off letting the students explore podcasts. A lot of them had kind of heard of podcasting, but they weren't really familiar with it. Some of them actually do listen to podcasts or they listen to it with their parents. But for the most part, most of them had no real um, experience with podcasting. So we really let them passively just consume podcasts so that they could get the format and could see what a podcast was really like. Um, We listened to a podcast that uh, an interview of the author of the Watson's Go to Birmingham, Christopher Paul Curtis. And it was really nice for them to be able to see all of the different parts that go into a podcast. So we just let them listen to it. And then they were able to listen to it again. Then we gave the students a drag and drop activity where they could pick out the different parts that they heard from the podcast. And this kind of gave them the skeleton of how they would create their scripts. We also listened to let them choose a podcast to listen to. Mm -hmm. There were short episodes that were student friendly and they got to choose what they wanted to listen to and they just listened to it. Um, And just giving them that downtime where there's really, you know, low accountability, but just making sure that they have the opportunity to listen and really get the feel for a podcast and what they were going to be doing so that they have a model was really powerful and it was definitely necessary. After that, We gave the students a script and they had markers to show the different add-ons that they could do for their podcast, like they could include an ad or they could have a viewer call in. And that helped them out a lot to see those different things that they could have, knowing that they didn't have to do all of them, but you know, some of them could enhance their episode and make it better. We also had the students 
write their scripts to accompany their podcast and we gave them sentence frames to use because a lot of times when students are writing because although they're writing a script it is still a form of writing Mm -hmm. and so a lot of times they have trouble getting their ideas from their head down to their paper or to their chromebook and so giving them those sentence frames help them a lot to be able to have a place to start with their writing so that they weren't just sitting there staring um, and then becoming unengaged in the content. Yes, because it was a form of writing that they really hadn't had experience with before. What was the biggest challenge you experienced along the way? I would have to say that the biggest challenge that we experienced especially with our more reluctant readers and our students who are more reluctant to write was them not having enough content to cover in their episodes. So the requirement was for the episode to be eight to 10 minutes long. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the students struggled and they needed a lot of prompting to be able to dig deeper Mm -hmm. and to really dive into the content in the way that they should for an eight to 10 minute podcast. So it was really difficult trying to get them from surface yes or no type questions or just saying, I liked the book. I liked the character. Mm -hmm. He was funny. Okay, so let's talk about let's dive deeper into why you think he was funny. Did figurative language help with that? Mm -hmm. Um, So really getting them to dig deeper and I guess have those higher order thinking type questions if they're interviewing people. It was it was a challenge to be able to get them to that line of thinking. But that is essential practice for them, especially at this age and with the standards that they're practicing. Absolutely. What was one thing that you didn't expect to happen and how did the experience impact your students? So when you're doing a project like this, you kind of give lip service to, okay, they're going to be engaged um, and they're really going to like it. But I was really mm-hmm. surprised to actually see the amount of students who were 100% engaged in the process and who really did enjoy it um, and actually learned something from it. So one of the things that I really enjoyed was the creativity. Mm-hmm. Like students got so creative with their podcast names and coming up with a catchy tagline. We even looked at some different taglines for different businesses and TV shows so that they could kind of get a feel for what to do. And as soon as they saw those examples, they were like, "Okay," and they knew exactly what to do. And so just seeing how they could create something like that is amazing because you don't really think that a 12 year old could come up with something so creative and powerful. And it's amazing at the type of content that these students can uh, create. And then um, the editing process was something that I expected to really have to help the kids with. And I didn't because they are so used to editing content with their TikTok videos and all of these other things that they're doing. And I made that connection for them. I was like, y'all, we video looks a lot like TikTok editing and Instagram real editing. So, you know, you should be familiar with this process if you've used those tools before. And the kids got right on it. And the amount of time it took them to edit was cut in half because I really expected it to be like an entire class period, Mm -hmm. if not more. And they didn't need that. And at first I was like, okay, this may not turn out so well. But (laughs) once I listened to it, I was like, oh, like they really know what they're doing with the editing. So that was a great surprise as well. I think one of the my favorite ones that the students created was this group of three boys. And they actually interviewed Will Smith 
about the Watsons go to Birmingham. Yes. And they created the answers for Will Smith and used some sort of voice AI to record his answers. I don't know how they did it. It really, really impressed me. And the thing about that is that group especially, but a lot of the students, I noticed the amount of pride that they had in their work. Like they went from being completely anxious and reluctant to even record because they didn't want to hear their voices Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever the case may be. But once they got in the studio and they recorded and then they heard it and they started editing at the end, they were so proud of what they were able to accomplish and the things that they found and the new little tricks and tools that they found on Wee Video. They were so excited to show me and to teach me something um, about their their product and the platform that they use. So it was amazing to just see them empowered to learn and to produce something um, that demonstrated their learning. You mentioned the studio. Talk to me a little bit about how you establish that the recording process okay so students had to finish their script first um so once the students signed up for their time they had about 30 minutes to come in and to record what they wrote down on their script and then after that they came back to the classroom and put their headphones on and they were able to edit collaboratively through we video mm-hmm. and add music and sound effects and things to enhance the content that they already put there During this unit, you also broke down the four walls of your classroom to collaborate with other ELA classes. Can you tell us more about that experience? Yes. So my fellow seventh grade ELA teachers and I cross-grouped our fourth block students. So this included two accelerated classes and one grade level class. These classes read two different books. The accelerated class read Turning 15 on the Road to Freedom, which is a nonfiction book. And the grade level class read The Watsons Go to Birmingham, 1963, which is a fiction book. They are both centered around the civil rights movement. So the conversations that these students were able to have were very rich and they actually got a deeper understanding of the content because they were really talking about comparing and contrasting two different books. In the fourth block class, I did notice that it was not hard for them to get the eight to 10 minute (laughs) content time limit because they actually had a lot more to talk about Mm -hmm. with comparing and contrasting those two books. So having two books made the content flow more easily. And then of course, working with the other teachers was great and being able to, you know, interact with different students that I don't see throughout the day was amazing too. And it helped with building relationships with some other students that Mm -hmm. I normally don't get to talk to or have. And I could tell that the students in my class really got a lot out of being with those accelerated students. It made them work harder Mm -hmm. because they they think that those kids are smarter. And it's not really that the kids are smarter. They're just in an accelerated class. But they really worked together and pulled their ideas together. And my students worked so hard to keep up with what those other students were doing. They got great products out of it and they really demonstrated their learning in a way that they have not done this entire school year. So I think that collaborating with those other two classes, especially because they were accelerated classes, really made my students dig deep and demonstrate their learning in a positive way. 
Yeah, it sounds like it was such a valuable experience for them. So what advice would you give to someone who wants to design their own podcasting unit? Do it. Mm -hmm. That is my advice. Do it. It helps if you have someone there to help you start. So I had Miss Persley there to help me start and to really guide me in the direction that I needed to go in, especially with my fear of the students not having listened to podcasts before. So she really helped me establish like what we needed to do in order to make sure that they have that background knowledge Mm -hmm. before we just jump right into content. Even if you're fearful of how the podcast is going to turn out or what your students are going to produce or whatever your fears are as it relates to creating a podcast, use it as a learning opportunity for you and your students. Just, you know, have a conversation with your students. Hey, we're going to try something new that is hopefully going to be fun and engaging for you guys, but I'm going to need your help along the way. And your students will rise to the occasion and they will be more than happy to help you learn something new. And they're going to, they're not going to be judgmental if you make a mistake mm-hmm. because I make made them all the time. And I said, my bad and kept it moving. Um, and we monitored and adjusted to what we needed to do. So The kids will buy in 100%, especially if they feel like they're helping you as the teacher and they feel like they're going to be doing something that's fun and engaging. They're going to rise to the occasion and they're going to do whatever it is that you ask them to do. Even beyond the content, which that's the most important part, but just the fact that they did something and that they really put their effort into it mm-hmm. is is a learning experience as well because they were able to do something that they might actually fail at but they see that hey if i persevere and and do what i need to do and really work hard on this i can still be successful mm-hmm. even if the content wasn't there fully in the way that i wanted it to be there just the fact that they were able to put their own touch on something Mm -hmm. and really produce a great product was amazing. And I'm super proud of all of the students because they worked really hard and they they knocked it out of the park. Mm -hmm. I agree. You've just heard from Danette McClinton, a former ELA 7 teacher at Glenview Middle who collaborated with her disc to design a podcasting unit. Thank you for joining us on iTalks, Mrs. McClinton. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. You can access all of today's resources on the A5 Digital Toolkit website. And don't hesitate to reach out to other educators who are podcasting in their classrooms. We can't wait to share their stories with you as well, because podcasting comes in all shapes and sizes. Today, you heard about a project-based unit with student-created podcasts but other examples could be a class podcast with recordings of student reflections or even micro podcasts with student responses to prompts. Within Anderson 5 and beyond, there's a great community out there that is always willing to offer support and advice. If you were inspired by today's episode, check out our other episodes and share with your friends.